The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, April the 13th. We are here to handicap a full slate of 15 MLB games for Friday, April the 14th. It is a three-man go tonight. And joining us first up from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, what's happening? Not much, just uh, chugging along the season. The Rays continue to be a wagon up to 13 and 0. Um, but hopefully, we can continue giving out picks or winning picks, I should say, like the Tigers have been putting cash in everybody's pockets. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll touch on the Rays in a little while, but we first up, we'll welcome. Uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford to the show. D-Rock, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I keep cashing with the Rays as well. Uh, and I don't know why you guys were down on Jeffrey Springs. I know he got came out of the game, but he got his strikeout prop, uh, hit the run line as well. We also got a chat from Sydney, Australia. Good morning. So good that we're uh, reaching all the way over there. Yeah, I was just going to say, Daquan the Great was first in the chat tonight, but Michael from Sydney, Australia. Funny enough, just um, before we started recording, um, we were asking Moonaf if he could do a British accent. He said he would sound Australian if he did it. So, um, if do you want to give us a bit of Australian there for Michael Moonaf or not? Uh, no, I need to brush up on it before I can uh, <laughs> give out some Australian. Oh, uh, what an absolute cop out! Appreciate Michael joining from all the way from Australia. Look, we're going international, boys. That's just what it is. That's it. What we need is more accents on this show. Everyone keeps complaining. All the reviews complaining about my accent. We need to uh, we need to broaden our horizons, boys. I mean, I um, can give so, you yeah. an Indian accent if you want, but I think everybody would just <laughs> laugh their ass off and just you know, <laughs> sound like a um, from yeah, from probably. Don't get cancelled, Moon. Enough, whatever you do. Um, yeah. uh, Michael back the race on the money line as well. But yeah, the the race today. Um, hats off to Noah actually Noah gave out Boston first five and I think that hit uh, or he was close to hitting there were three one up through four anyway um, and it did look like it was going to come to quite another satisfactory end that run because Jeffrey Springs went out in the fourth with maybe was a blister and then maybe looked a bit more uh, mechanical because he was sort of feeling his elbow a little bit so yeah we won't speculate on that um, Clevenger, the relief pitcher, came in and gave up a few. And it, it looked like the, that run might be going down the pan. And then, all of a sudden, they were back. And they, they put up a seven spot, I think. And so Tampa Bay covered that quite easily. Um, I had Oakland. I gave the, the pick I gave out was the overs. Um, that game finished 8-7 or 9-8. Um, millions of runs in that one. Knew it was going to be a shootout. Handicapped it to death. But I actually picked Oakland as my dog at plus 220. Um, Adley Rutschman walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. Um, so I felt like I was close, but um, close but no cigar. Um, and in the chat is Dryden. Now, we've had a search party out for Dryden. I was just saying the other day, uh, very much missed Dryden. He was in every night last season. 
um, and hasn't been around for a while. Dryden, who I've met in sport, who and had a good time with in Vegas. And Dryden, when we've got another time to talk about it, he's got a proper grown-up job, like an actual real job, not sitting around arsing about talking sport like us. Um, he's got a real boy's job. Um, so it's lovely to see Dryden back um, and Captain Insane is in there, Lane. So, yeah, good evening, everybody. Um Last night, I moved into Profit Moon. I don't know if you've checked our little uh, spreadsheet tonight. My lock and dog tracker went into Profit for the first time all season. I started slowly, got myself behind, and I have clawed it back slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. Well, last night, I caught that monkey, and, and with a with a lock and a dog hitting, I managed to get myself into green numbers. So my green numbers, and I was sitting alongside your green numbers, Moonaf. Uh, so I was pleased about that as well. So, yeah, lots of uh, lots of positives coming out. Um, of the MLB. We will start tomorrow with um, this first game. Oh, no, we do have odds for this. They just they, they just dropped a little while ago, actually. Um, no day baseball for me to enjoy tomorrow, or baseball is the, the term we coined last night. Uh, 6.40 p.m. Eastern time is the San Francisco Giants and the Detroit Tigers. We've got two lefties going to the mount here. Uh, Sean Manaya for the Giants and Joey Wentz will go for Detroit. The Lions, Giants minus 135, Wentz plus 115, total set at eight and a half. Uh, Manaya has a 0-0 record, 4.5 ERA on just eight innings pitched so far. Um, but that kind of split into one good six-inning start against Kansas City and one bad two-inning start at the Chicago White Sox. Um, so... It's hard to know which Manai is going to turn up here. He's on the road again tomorrow. He did suck quite hard on the road last year. 16 games started to a 6.16 ERA, including a game at Detroit where he gave up eight hits and four earned runs in three and a third. Joey Wentz isn't much to write home about. One average start and one awful start. I don't trust either. Um, obviously, they're not the two best lineups. Um, in baseball, but then it's not a million miles off how we handicapped Oakland and Baltimore last night. You could say Detroit and the Giants, it's a similar comp, um, and they smashed the granny out of that. So I'm happy to take the over eight and a half. I'm just fading both pitches here, Munaf. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I really couldn't differentiate between these two guys. They're off to uh, bad starts. Um, I think it's something similar that we see that the Giants, I know they went to uh, the south side in Chicago earlier this season. They were able to put up some runs uh, in those games. I think this is another opportunity where we just see runs being put up, at least in this first Friday game. So I'm there with you. I'll take the over with you. Okay, nice. Uh, what was the the Rockford Lions, and, and is this going over? Yeah, I like the over as well with you guys. I made my total 8.7, but I love the value we're getting here with the Giants on the road. Uh, give me them minus 135 on the money line. Let's just continue to fade the Tigers. They lost again last night, now 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They haven't won yet at home this season. I don't know why we're going to start backing them now. Joey Wentz couldn't even make it through two innings in his last start. So, yeah, I'll make this one quick. I, I agree on the over, and I'm going to take the Giants on the money line. Okay, we just had a little celebrity appearance from Bob in the background there. Go to bed. Um, Malcolm, I got a question. Yes. They, they want to know in the chat, how do you stay up and catch all these games across the pond when it's like a 7, 8 o'clock game on the East Coast? Yeah, well, I don't is the, is the short answer. I get the day, the day games are brilliant for me. And then um, these sort of the, the 6 p.m. games, 
around between 11 and midnight. So I'll normally get an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I'll always go to bed listening to one. I stick my headphones and listen. And then it's quite good fun catching up on the rest over breakfast. I'll uh, make myself a cup of coffee and sit and watch the highlights and make notes and then spend the rest of the day catching up. Sometimes I listen to the, to the radio calls that are archived from the night before. I listen to the best games. So yeah, I can, I can work my way around it. Um, what I need to do is get my dodgy fire stick back up and running so I can get um so I can get MLB quick pitch and stuff like that are really good if you if you need to catch up pretty quick. So um yeah, I do okay. 6.40 Eastern first time is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Cincinnati Reds. We have Taiwan Walker going for the Phillies and Connor Overton will go for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the Phillies minus 160, the Reds plus 140. Total is nine and a half. Moonaf, Phillies at Reds. Yeah, these two teams uh, matched up last week and we had the exact uh, same pitching matchup between these two pitchers, between Tynewald Walker and Connor Overton. Um, start with Walker here for the Phillies. Two starts this season for Walker and they've been pretty subpar. He did face the Reds, like I mentioned, in his last start. He allowed two earned runs off of three hits and just four and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, the issue with Walker so far is, um, at least early in the season, is the number of walks that he's given up that are translating to runs for their uh, opponents. First start against the Yankees, he walked three. And then last week against the Reds, he walked five batters. Uh, Traditionally, Walker has struggled on the road in his career where he's exactly 30 and 30 with an ERA of 4.00. Since 2020, on the road, 11 and 14 with an ERA of 4.52. Last season, he was pretty good against the Reds, actually, but he needs to get the walks under control. Over his last three starts against the Reds, uh, he is 3-0 and in the first five innings and has gotten the run support as well in those first five innings. For the Reds, Connor Overton, uh, he's out to an even worse start than uh, Taiwan Walker is this season. He has an ERA of 10-13 in two starts. He's allowed nine earned runs and 14 innings pitched. Uh, like I mentioned, these two pitchers faced off last week. Uh, Overton allowed four earned runs and four innings pitched against the Phillies. Um, Phillies just seem to have his number. They got him for four earned runs in his last start back in 2021 when Overton was with the Pirates. Uh, and the Phillies, like I mentioned, they also tagged him uh, in that game for four earned runs and just two and two-thirds innings pitched. So I- I'm going to tr- I'm gonna trust Walker here. I'm going to take the Phillies in the first five innings uh, on the money line, and then I'll take the Phillies' first five innings team total to go over. If that number's at two and a half uh, for the Phillies, I'm going to take the over two and a half for their first five innings. Yeah, I was kind of right there with you, Moon. Our f- f- first five plays, both pitches have been very, very hittable. So my play was a f- first five over on the tool because I did think uh, Cincinnati could maybe chip in with one or two. So, yeah, we were very similar on how we wanted to handicap this. Uh, Dylan, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I kind of like the home puppy here. Too much value. I was able to get the Reds opening line plus 150. I only made the Phillies a minus 140. So number has come down. I see plus 135s out there for the Reds. But, uh, you know, they were competitive in their first series against the Phillies last week. And like Munoff said, they did get to Walker in his uh, first start against him. So I think they're live. I don't trust Walker at all. He walks a lot of batters as well. He hasn't been good on the road, even dating back when he was on the Mets. So, I'll take a shot here. I'll take the home puppy here. Give me the Reds. Okay. We know Dylan thrives on a home puppy. Uh, TV DBJ has joined us. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Um, tell you about Shady Rays before we move on. Uh, our friends at Shady Rays have got us all covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Um, Shady Rays 
is an independent glasses company. It's a world-class product, durable frames, extremely clear optics, um, but really good protection um, in all of eyewear companies, really. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So even on day one, if you sit on them and mangle them, Shady Rays will replace them, no questions asked. Uh, so you can wear them with confidence, go out and about your business. If you don't love them, they will exchange them or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. The team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, don't forget to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Munaf and his gang will have all the winners there for you. Um, completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Next up is, uh, still under 6.40 start times here, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Miami Marlins. Madison Bumgarner. And Trevor Rogers are the pitchers. Two lefties, um, Bumgarner and the D-backs, plus 125. Rogers and the Marlins, minus 145. Total set at eight and a half. Dylan, D-backs at Marlins. Yeah, originally I got an eight and a half under. I see nines out there now. So didn't have a strong feeling on a side. Uh, I did make the Marlins a short favorite, minus 125. I made my total 8.3. So a little value here on the under if you are able to grab a nine. But uh, Bumgarner's both starts have been against the Dodgers. And the second one was much better than his first. So I think if he's able to keep his walks out, I think he could limit the Marlins' bat. Just don't pitch to Lewis or Ice. Just, just don't pitch to him. I feel like just walk him every time. Uh, Trevor Rogers, he hasn't been terrible either. Just six runs given up in two starts against Mets in both of those games. And both of those games did go under the total. So I think we can expect some positive regression from both uh, teams. Eight and a half or nine, whatever you get. I see eight and a half at plus money. Seems a little bit tempting, to be honest. But... I mean, that's the only way I really play this game. Unless money does come in on the fish and we're able to get like a plus 125, plus 130 with the snakes, then maybe I'll take a shot with them. But uh, I like the under a little better. Okay. I went the other way here. I actually quite like the over. Uh, you're right. We didn't mention Lewis Arias hitting for the single, uh, for hitting for the cycle because uh, Miami didn't have a game last night, so we didn't talk about them. So, yeah, he's uh, he's in great form. He looks like a different guy as well. He's lost a, a ton of weight. Um Bumgarner, he's getting a break from the Dodgers here. You just seem to see them quite a lot. And I get the feeling this could be his last chance through. Like, he's just doing absolutely nothing. Um, What pushed me towards the overs here was that Rogers has had quite a lot of base runners. Um, And Arizona have been good with runners in scoring position so far this season. I think they were third uh, in that category earlier in the week. So I thought they could push them over the line. They've got a lot of... um, Speed on the bases. And Alec Thomas is a player who's hitting really well. So I quite like the over here, eight and a half. Moonaf, can you split the tie? Uh, sorry, I was looking up. Um, I was trying to get my notes in order here. But um, Madison Bumgardner, I know like you guys mentioned that he had the two starts against the Dodgers. But... He's actually been pretty good against his Marlins team, team since he joined um, the Diamondbacks after he left the Giants. He's actually 2-0 with a 1.77 ERA against the Marlins. And the reason I do like the Diamondbacks here with Madison Bumgarner on the mound, if you take a look at the 
numbers for the Marlins last season against left-handed pitching, they were pretty much dead last in a lot of the categories against left-handed pitching. Um, so I think this is a good bounce back spot for Madison Bumgarner. Um, and this Arizona team, I think we were all high on this team coming into the year. I think they've been playing really well. Offensively, they've been playing really well. I know last season they weren't very good against left-handed pitching, but that's improved this so far this season. I know it's still early on, but I think I like the value here on the Arizona Diamondbacks with Madison Bumgarner. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks money line here. Uh, and also like what you said, Mal, uh, team to- uh, like about an over, but I would look at a team total over for the Diamondbacks in this game. You get all nine at-bats uh, for the road team here, either if you want to take the first five or if you want to take a full game. Tell you what, I don't know if my memory's playing tricks on me, but in the preview shows pre-season, every time I brought the Diamondbacks up, all I remember is you lot taking the Mickey out of me, uh, and now you sit there moving off and say, "Oh, we were all no, quite high was... on the Diamondbacks." I'm not buying that for a minute. No, this was the first year we did the pod, and I remember we were doing a preview for the second half of the season, and you had taken the Diamondbacks over on their updated win total. But I think this this season, I think we're really all. I, I gave I gave out forty to one Diamondbacks for the NL West when I was on with Sean and Ryan. Well, you must have stole that off me, Dylan. Why are you waving your hands around? Oh, I was high on them too. I took them over their oh. win total. I was I was laughing at the fact that you took them to win the World Series. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. I'm gonna listen back to all that tomorrow, and I'm gonna timestamp yeah, every time. Yeah, that we you, said uh, we said. We said they'll make the playoffs. And I think it was like a five to one or six to one price. And this yeah. guy out of left field comes out and says, oh, they're going to win the World Series. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, where are we going? We will go to with 705 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Nationals. Cal Quantrill for the Guardians. Uh, Trevor Williams goes for Washington. The Guardians are minus 135 road favorites. Uh, Williams. And the Nationals are plus 115. The total is 8.5. Uh, Cal Quantrill, 1-1, ERA. He's given up a lot of hits and a lot of runs. Uh, 15 hits in his nine and two-thirds so far. He's had two poor starts, both against Seattle. Um, he was okay on the road last season, but really, until I see something, there's not an awful lot to recommend uh, Quantrill at the moment. Williams has had two tricky assignments and he's actually pitched well in both of them. One in Colorado, which is never easy. And then he had the uh, red hot Tampa Bay Rays. Um, He's given up five hits just. He hasn't walked anybody. And again, Cleveland, we've talked before about being this bits and bobs team. They cobbled together a lot of stuff. Um, Stephen Kwan is running. Um, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez. If he can keep those off the base paths... um, I think Washington are live here. Um, Dylan likes a home put me. I'm going to take Washington at plus 115. They haven't been playing too badly uh, recently. They've been competitive, and I think they can get one in the W column tomorrow. So give me give me Washington behind Williams at a price of plus 115, Dylan. Yeah, two plays for me in this one. Uh, drop a half a unit on the Guardians' money line, minus 135, and then the other half on the run line, plus 135. I made the Guardians a minus 155 favorite, so... Usually, uh, I'm willing to lay a small number here with the Guardians, so not not too much value there. You know, I'm a sucker for my boy Cal Quantrill. Not off to the best start, like you mentioned, but his uh, second outing was better against the Mariners. Walks are down, which is good. I love that. I think he'll have success limiting the Nationals' batters. The Nationals are 1-5 at home this season. Guardians, they're good. I think they hit good. You named a bunch of their hitters. Uh, they're 5-2 uh, on the road, so... 
give me the Guardians here. I think it's a good price uh, with my boy Cal Contro, minus 135. And then I'll play a little half unit on the run line, plus 135. Okay, so Dylan goes the other way. Moonaf, what have you got? Yeah, I'm, I can't put money behind Cal Quantrill on the road, especially um, even if it has a minus one thirty five price. I don't think I can trust either one of these pitchers. Where if I want to pitch or fade, I'm sorry, both of these pitchers, I probably just take a look at the first five innings over. Um, I know both of those, uh, both of these pitchers have given up runs within the first five innings. Um, I'm gonna attack it that way, Trevor. You know, Trevor Williams, I mean, you you mentioned it there, Mal. He's he's okay, but he's also given up the runs as well. He has faced some better offenses to start the season. Um, you know, he had Colorado in Colorado. He gave up two earned runs in five and one-thirds, and then he gave up uh, three earned runs, four runs overall to the hottest team, if not the best team so far in the MLB in the Tampa Bay Rays. So I think that, you know, I think each pitcher can at least give up two earned runs here, maybe even three. I think I like the first five innings over in this game. Okay, so it's a first five over for Munaf. Um, with one eye on that top left-hand corner Mets game, I will move on to 7.05 Eastern. First pitch is the Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees. Tyler Marley for the Twins. Lefty, nasty Nestor Cortez will go for the New York Yankees. Um, who are minus one seventy five jollies on the road? Minnesota are plus one fifty five. The total is set at seven and a half. Uh, moon after these Yankees, we all took them last night. We were getting accused of it being a Yankees podcast. Um, what do you yeah. think about them on Friday? Yeah, Tyler Molly, like you mentioned, he's going to get the start here for the Twins. He's off to a decent start to the year. He was outstanding against the Marlins, and he got into a little bit of trouble against the Astros. I mean, I can't take. Uh, too much away from that because the Astros offense, even without some of their guys in the lineup, are you know they're still able to pull up runs. Um, but for whatever reason, Tyler Molly is one of those pitchers that has significantly uh, better numbers on the road than he does in home starts. Whether he was with the Reds or he was with the Twins, um, just for comparison, his home career or his uh, career ERA at home, wherever he's pitched, is five point zero two. But on the road, he's 3.73. He hasn't faced the Yankees in his career yet. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Nasty Nestor Cortez, he's off to a great start for the Yankees, 2-0, 2.61 ERA. He has gone at least five innings in both of the starts this season for the Yankees. Um, and as a pitcher for the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, he's actually 10-2 and two with a 2.93 ERA. And against the Twins, Cortez is 2-1 and one with a 4.34 ERA. And two starts in Yankee Stadium, Cortez is 1-0 with a 3.27 ERA. So far this season, the Twins versus lefties, they are batting uh, 233, which ranks number 22. They're 20th in slugging percentage against lefties, and then number 21 in WRC+. Plus. Uh, last season, the Twins hovered around the same ranking against left-handed pitching. Um, I'm going to lead towards the under in this game at under 7.5. I trust both of these pitchers. Um, I think we could see a ram of a 3-2-4-2 type of game here. Um, I'll lean with the Yankees on the money line. I know it's a very high uh, number, but I really do like the under seven and a half between these two pitchers. Um, again, the same but different for me, Munaf. Um, it was the under, but I, I went with the first five under. Um, Marley's been fine and he is good on the road. And Cortez is just playing good. Um, so I think this, this could be a little bit of a slow burner. So yeah, uh, Dylan. 
Yeah, I like the under. I agree. Got 11 mile an hour winds blowing in from center field as well. But uh, before I give this pick, I just want to let everyone know I'm not a Yankee fan. It's not a Yankees podcast, but I do like them on the run line. Uh, Plus 135. I got a plus 140. Still great value uh, to take a shot with them. Nasty nasty, nasty Nestor has been great this season. Two walks, zero home runs. Try to say that five times in a row. Yeah, oh my God. I can't even (laughs) say it once. Uh, No, but like Noah said, he made a great stat yesterday. I I think uh, the Yankees just play especially well against this Twins team. They, They have bad luck, especially in the Bronx. Mally has been good, but I'm not a big fan of him either. I think this could be a bad spot for him. So give me the Yankees on the run line. I do like the under as well, though. Uh, 7.07 Eastern first pitch is the 13-0 Tampa Bay Rays against the Toronto Blue Jays. Drew Rasmussen will take the ball for Tampa Bay. Jose Barrios draws the start for Toronto. Minus 105 for Tampa. Uh, minus 115 for Toronto. Total here is set at nine. Dylan, do they keep rolling? Do they get to 14? Oh, of course. They might go 162 and 0. Uh, I was actually able to get a plus 105. I was hoping it would stay that way, but, you know, obviously they didn't. I made the Rays a minus 155 favorite. I, I just don't understand this lie. Why is Jose Barrios a favorite against the best team in the MLB? The Blue Jays have lost both of his starts. He's given up 12 runs on 15 hits this season against lineups that aren't as good as the Rays. It just, I, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so I, I think Drew Rasmussen, he's been good as well. Only three hits given up in two starts. He has 15 strikeouts, so maybe a look uh, towards the K prop for him. I got to take the more consistent team, the more consistent pitcher. Hate uh, Jose Barrios. I'll take the Rays at plus. Oh, I did get plus money, but uh, still, as a short, short dog uh, on the road, I like the Rays. Moving off, is it coming up red again, or is it going black this time? Oh, we're gotta. You gotta keep riding the red streak here, man. Um, Jose Barrios has just been atrocious in his first two starts. Like you know, Dylan mentioned there, he gave up eight earned runs to the Kansas City Royals. He gave up uh, four earned runs, six runs overall to the LA Angels. And now I know both of those starts were on the road for him, but even at home in Toronto, now it's uh, a a hitter's park. We talked about that with Johnny. Um, You have guys like Wander Franco, Randy Orozarena, Brendan Lowe coming in. I mean, this team is undefeated for a reason. I should have really bad on their offense, but they have pretty much like slapped me in the face. So I'm pretty sure they heard the podcast when we were talking about the race. Um, and then, you know, like Dylan said, uh, Drew Rasmussen's just off to a absolutely fantastic start. Not going to overthink this. Just take the raise, money line, run line, team total overs. Just just ride it until it falls into the ground. I mean, you just got to continue riding the streak. Um, yeah, there, there was a couple of things here that, that stood out. Um, the first one was that uh, we are all gamblers, Um and therefore, we've got no choice but to keep riding the streak here. Um, it was the only, it's the only option open to us. Uh, the second option is I don't get where, why these prices are so close together. It was the first point Dylan made, and he's absolutely spot on. So, yeah, Tampa Bay Rays on the money line for me. Um, just a little word on Taj Bradley uh, last night, who I thought was great. Uh, he looked about nine years old. Uh, there was nothing guaranteed to make me feel older uh, than watching him pitch last night. Um, his mom was in the crowd scoring, but he looked really good and it looks like he's going to be back, I would say, pretty quick after Jeffrey Springs disappeared off uh, this afternoon. And the, the chat around that was in the Discord channel was live and kicking last night. So a lot of sharp minds in that Discord channel. So if you want to get in there, um, you'll find plenty of plenty of good chats, plenty of fun people 
Um, and not to mention plenty of winners um, as well. Next up, we have a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. is the LA Angels and the Boston Red Sox. Um, Patrick Sandoval, left-handed pitcher for the Angels. Tanner Houck goes for Boston. Lines are close together, minus 105, minus 115. Um, and the total is set at nine and a half. I mean, these are the two teams that are my kryptonite, like two, two shit shows of teams. They'll, they'll turn wins into losses at the drop of a hat uh, and then occasionally turn losses into wins and just frustrate you. Um, two starts for Sandoval, both one earned run giving up, very reliable, good on the road. The Angels aren't scoring a load of runs. Um, Tanner Houck has given us two almost identical lines so far and there's nothing really telling you that you won't do the same again he's 2-0 they've had won both games uh, 4.5 ERA uh, this is interesting so the Red Sox hit better at home and they hit better against lefties ultimately I think both pitchers can go well here um, against the gate two kind of I don't know if they would miss final. They're just inconsistent offences. Uh, really hard to handicap a, a game with either of these teams in at the moment, uh, let alone both of them. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the ability of both pitchers um, and I'm going to take the under nine and a half, Muna. Yeah. Um, I think I trust the Angels more here. Tanner Houck has been really bad against the Angels. And his, well, not really bad. He just had one bad start last season against the Angels where he did give up seven earned runs at Fenway Park last year. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, he's been pretty good. I think when you have Otani and Mike Child coming into Fenway Park, I think I'm going to trust the better offense here. Um, I'm going to go with the Angels money line here. I think I'm going to trust Patrick Sandoval and this Angels uh, a little more than I do trust the Red Sox right now. Uh, Dylan, same game, Angels at Red Sox. Yeah, I like Angels as well, uh, but I agree on the under nine and a half. That's my play. I made my line 8.6. I think we got two pretty solid pitchers in Sandoval and Tanner Hulk. You know, both pitchers, they haven't given up too many runs. Walks are down. Both pitchers have only given up eight hits in both of their starts. So both teams traveling. Bats could be tired out of the gate. Maybe a first five under as well, but I agree. I think we see a pitching duel. Give me the under nine and a half. Okay. I like it when Dylan co-signs my uh, totals, please. A um, couple of new names in the chat. You, Kappa Sports. Uh, good evening to you. Um, nice to have you with us. He said he's uh, able to catch a live show um, for the first time. So, yeah, by all means, get involved, tell a friend, etc. Um, let me tell you before we get into our next game about sword vitality. Uh, self-care is both manly and cool, and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. Uh, did you know 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40, nearly 70% at the age of 70. So stop buying suspect pills in gas stations, hiding them in your sock drawer. Sword Vitality can help increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man. If you aren't experiencing erections in the morning, three main benefits, increase blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword Vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit swordvitality.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout. That's swordvitality.com. Promo code SGPN. 710 Eastern First Pitch. The Baltimore Orioles at the Chicago White Sox. 
Uh, Tyler Wells is his name. Yeah, that's him. Tyler Wells will go for Baltimore. Clevenger goes for the Chicago White Sox. Baltimore are plus 105. The White Sox minus 125. The total is set at nine. And we'll throw this to Munaf. Yeah, Tyler Wells gets a start here for the Baltimore Orioles. He's off to a decent start to the season, 3.27 ERA. Uh, shockingly, has not walked a single batter yet in the 11 innings that he has pitched for the Baltimore Orioles. Had a stellar start against the Rangers in his first start of the season where he allowed uh, no earned runs and no hits. He did get hit against the Yankees in his last start where he did allow four earned runs and six innings pitch and took the loss. Um, Wells is another pitcher that doesn't do well on the road. Uh, in his career, five and five uh, record, but he does have a two point eight five ERA. Did face the uh, White Sox once back in twenty twenty one, allowed two earned runs and two innings pitched in relief. Mike Clevenger on the mound for the White Sox, like Mal mentioned, where he's off to a good start to the season, two and zero with a three point four eight ERA. Both starts have come on the road against the Astros and against the uh, Pirates. He did allow four and runs to the Pirates, but the offense scored enough runs for them to get the victory there. Clevenger does have a 4-1 record against the Orioles, but this is outdated information. I When I looked it up, it's all the way back from 2016 to 2019, so not really relevant. I'm not sure if I could trust the White Sox right now. I mean, I, I've been watching some of their games defensively. They just have not been very good. Uh, they're dealing with some injuries. And that infield defense has really been terrible. I had the first five inning money line. I think this was on Tuesday uh, where it was like just pulling teeth, just trying to get that victory. They had so many errors in that game. I'm going to take the Orioles here, man. I think they're live here. I do like what I've seen from this team. They they got the come from behind victory or they got the walk-off victory against the Oakland A's at home on, on Thursday afternoon. I think they can carry some of that momentum here into the south side of Chicago. Baltimore Orioles money line for me. I'll, I'll back Tyler Wells here. Uh, okay, um, move that across to you, Dylan. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mal. I got to back the White Sox in this one. I made the South Side minus 145 favorite at home. Uh, it's not so much I don't like Tyler Wells because I do think he's been solid this season. It's just I, I think Mike Clevenger's of just a better pitcher right now. I think that start versus the Astros was brilliant. I, I can't get that out of my head. I think that's why I made the White Sox as big as a uh, favorite as I did. Uh, Moonoff mentioned he has had a good career against the Orioles. It is very outdated, though. So I think they could get back in the win column. It does scare me defensively. They are atrocious, but uh, hopefully they could get back in the win column. Give me them. You could get them at even money right now. So uh, I'm going to take a so- shot with the South side. Okay. Um, next up, we will go to. I've actually I've lost the page with all the times on Moon. So if if you think we need the start times, uh, you can shout this one out, or you can uh, Dylan can give this give the start time when I throw it across to you. Um, it is the Texas Rangers at the Houston Astros. Martin Perez uh, will go for uh, Texas. Luis Garcia goes for Houston. Houston are minus one sixty. Uh, Perez and the Rangers plus 140 and the total here is set at eight and a half. In fact, sorry, I just forgot to give out my Chicago White Sox auto feed because I don't have to handicap them anymore. We're in day three. I'm two for two. Don't have to look at it. They're going to get beat. Uh, Baltimore money line plus 105. But Dylan, you can tell us about Texas and Houston. 
Yeah, I'm going to go another total here. Give me the under eight and a half. I made my total flat eight. Uh, you got to think Luis Garcia is going to turn this thing around. You know, two bad starts for him in a row now. Just giving up a lot of hard contact. He's not going deep in the games. He's not giving the team a lot of innings. So this play is strictly on him having a bounce back start at home. I don't worry too much about Martin Perez. You know, I think he'll have a good outing against the Astros. 3-2 three career ERA versus the Astros. So he has a good career against them. Think he'll limit the batters. I just bank on Luis Garcia having a good bounce back start. So let's take a chance here on the under eight and a half. Okay, Moon, how do you feel about the Astros? Yeah, Martin Perez has actually been pretty good against the Astros in his career. I know there was one start last year where he allowed, I think it was seven earned runs, yeah. uh, which really makes the ERA of his career inflated uh, against this Astros team. Um, and the Astros just, it's just been really inconsistent. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries and things like that um, so far. And Luis Garcia has been a little underwhelming as well for the Astros. I, I, for the Rangers, I know they got some news about Corey Seager. He's going to miss about four weeks here for them. I think he had suffered some type of injury. Um, but I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the Rangers here. I like the plus price here with Martin Perez on the mound. Um, yeah, I thought exactly the same as you, Munaf. Um, Perez is flying. Garcia is wobbly. Um, and I think Texas can bounce back. I know they got duffed up by Kansas City. Um, actually gave out Kansas City last night at about plus 170, so I was delighted with that. But yeah, Texas on the money line at plus 140. Uh, looked a more than reasonable price to me, Moon F, so I will um, co-sign that one with you. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Braves at the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Charlie Morton will go for Atlanta and Brady Singer. For the Braves, uh, minus 143 on Atlanta and Singer and the Royals are plus 130. Total here is set at eight and a half. Um, Charlie Morton, one and one, 435 ERA. He's had two okay starts. He has been hittable. He's given up six hits and nine hits. And on the road to St. Louis, he struggled as well. Uh, Brady Singer is one and oh, 491 ERA. Singer bounced back at home against Toronto. Um, and at home last year, he had a 276 ERA. I think he can follow this up. Um, the KC Bats did come to life last night in that game at Texas. And I just think they're a good price here. And obviously, Atlanta are the better team, generally speaking. But behind Singer, with a little bit of um, momentum and home advantage, I think that plus 130 is live. Uh, it's a home puppy for me with Kansas City. Dylan, did you get a home puppy? No, I'm very close. Uh, I did make the Braves a minus 135 favorite. So if we're able to get five more cents, I agree. Uh, but I I do like the under. Under nine, uh, I made my total 7.9. Brady Singer at home. Should I say any more? You know, he's been lights out uh, in his one star at home against the Blue Jays. Like you said, only one run given up on two hits in five innings. I think he's going to do a good job limiting the bats of the Braves. Plus 15 mile an hour winds blowing in from Kansas City. So I like the I like the Royals. I do think they're live, and I like the under. I think it's a low-scoring game. Okay, love that. Uh, Munaf, have, uh, have you got any hope for, for KC here? Yeah, I think the value of is, is on uh, the Royals with Brady Singer, especially at home, like you guys mentioned, right? Um, do you trust Charlie Morton on the road? I mean, I, I tried to fade him earlier this season when he was on the road, but the bats really did show up for the uh, Braves in that game. But... I, I think I agree with Dylan about the under in this game. Um, again, Brady Singer at home. 
Uh, Charlie Morton, I, he'll give up some runs, but again, he he does get himself into trouble. But he always finds a way to a way to get out of trouble. Um, but I do like the under in this game. If you put a gun to my head for a pick here, I would take the value with the home puppy here. Okay, next game we get to is um, Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Uh, Johan Oviedo uh, will go for Pittsburgh. St. Louis have Jake Woodford on the hill, uh, plus 150 for Pittsburgh, minus 170 for St. Louis. Total is set at eight and a half, and this one is with you, Muna. Yeah, Oviedo, one good start this season, one bad start this season thus far. He was stellar against a White Sox and he got pretty hit. Uh, he got hit pretty hard against the Red Sox. Um, he allowed three home runs to the Red Sox, walked four batters in that game. Oviedo, he did face the Cardinals twice last season, allowed four earned runs and 10 innings pitched. Uh, in, uh, he allowed two in each of those starts. Um, another pitcher that struggles on the road, Oviedo, in his career, two and seven. Uh, with a 5.13 ERA on the road. You compare that to his home ERA, um, wherever he has pitched. I know he was with the Cardinals, but he has a 3.35 ERA. Uh, Jake Woodford, like you mentioned, uh, Mal, he is just off to an atrocious start this season for the Cardinals. This might be a spot where this might just be it for him if he doesn't perform well here. He's around nine earned runs in nine innings pitch for the Cardinals. He's lost both of his starts for the Cardinals. Came in on... Came... um, on in relief against the Pirates last season where he accumulated eight and one-thirds innings pitch, and he did allow four earned runs, uh, but those were all in real in, in one relief appearance, I should say. I think the thing that makes me nervous about the Pirates is that they did lose, obviously, uh, O'Neill Cruz, like we talked about. And I think that may affect the offense here. I know Brian Reynolds and McCutcheon have been really good um, so far this season, but I think losing Cruz in this lineup really does hurt them in a big way. Then the three games without uh, O'Neill Cruz so far, they've been shut out once, scored two, and then scored seven. But I think if there is a pitcher that they can score against, it's probably Woodford here against a, uh, in the Arizona, sorry, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I can't put my money behind any of these pitchers or uh, both of these pitchers. I would probably just take the, the over eight and a half in this game or first five innings over in this game. Okay, so uh, first five innings. Over um Dylan, how we how are you feeling about the lines on this one? The the totals particularly. Yeah, I really don't have much to add to this game. I did make the Cardinals a favorite, but only a minus one seventy. I think that's just too much uh juice to lay with Wood Woodford, who's zero and two with a nine ERA. Think the Buckles could be live here. You know, they just played a competitive series against the Astros. Now going on the road to play the Cardinals, who they're not playing the best baseball, two and four at home this season. Uh, nothing official, but, you know, I I would take a stab with the Pirates. Uh, I just don't trust Woodford. I think he could get lit up. So uh, I'll take a shot for the show. I'll, I'll take the Pirates here. <laughs> for the show. What a guy. Um, yeah, one good, one bad out of Oviedo. I considered throwing out the um, yes, run first in play here. Uh, we don't often give give one of those. Out. Um, yeah, they give out the Yerfy. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of Nerfy backers, but... I fancied the year for you, but the first five over just stood out. Really, it was it, it was your instinct when you looked at the game, and then when you looked at the numbers, you couldn't get away from it. So, uh, first five over for me. Um, I'll shout out um, Jake, uh, Jake Brewbaker in the chat. Um, he, he, he got the chat last night, and we just finished the show before I got a chance to say hi. Um, although we did say hi in the Discord channel later on. So, uh, welcome, Jake. Um, Jake, we believe is the brother of JT Brewbaker, the Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. Uh, so we've got a family question. in now. Sorry? That was going to be my next question. 
Yes, well, there you go. Yeah, uh, Jay, get in the chat there and tell us all about it. Um, and also, if you can get me some tickets and flights off your brother, uh, that would be tremendous. <laughs> I can uh, I can send you my bank details, no problem. Um, the New York Mets go to the Oakland Athletics. Kodai Senga uh, will go for the Mets and James Caprillion for Oakland. Um, minus 190 for New York. Plus 165 for Oakland. Toll is set at eight. Um, we've kept you away from the Mets for a few nights, Dylan. But you can have them tonight. What have you got? I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, can I just say you pronounced that amazingly, Kodai Sanga. So props Thank you. you. Uh, yeah, money has come in on the Mets since uh, handicapping it a little earlier. I was able to get them on the money line, minus 150. They're almost a $2 favorite at this point. Uh, so I just take them on the run line, minus 115. Uh, you know, I think we're on the right side of things. Kode Sanga, can, I think he can keep it up. Just two runs given up in 11 in- innings of work, and both of his starts were against the Marlins, who I think have a better lineup than the A's. You know, A's traveling back to California after p- playing in Maryland today. They're going to be tired. They just went wider, wire. Um, so I think the Mets, they're going to already be there. They were off today, so you don't have to worry about the traveling aspect. I just don't ch- trust James Caprillion. This is a bad spot for him and the A's. You could put the Mets in one of your money line parlays or for the plus money. Uh, I'm going to take the Mets on the run line here. I think they kill them. Yes, completely agree. Um, it was hard to do anything else, really. This is one of the most boring picks of the night. But yeah, Mets run line or Mets team tool, if you want to go that way. But one way or the other, where we'll get some Mets runs in. Munaf? Yeah, I mean, this is a game where you just stack the Mets in every single way that you can. Um, Mets run line minus one and a half. Mets first five team total over, full game over. I mean, if you just take a look at the two games uh, that James Caprillion has pitched, the final scores have been 11 nothing Rays and then 12 to 11 by the uh, Guardians. Kodai Senga, I mean, you just look at his numbers. I mean, he's just been superb so far. Um, I think he can, uh, like Dylan said, keep the A's bats under control. I know they. Um, we're able to put up runs in the afternoon game against Baltimore on Thursday, but this is a completely uh, different pitcher. Um, team ride here, I think. Yeah, just just put your money on the Mets here and check the score after this game is over. Yeah, I want to add oh. something in the chat. Yeah, Trevor, I do like the Kodai Senga K's over. He got over it on the first game, and Nimmo stolen base. He the Mets lead the league in getting hit by batters, so he's running down to first base. The bases are a little uh, longer. Um, and you know, Buck Showalter, he's very aggressive this year. I think we're stealing a lot of bases. We had a guy, we had a guy on first and second with two outs and we're double stealing. So we're, we're putting the balls on, on the table this year. And I I like the, especially I was able to get, um, plus 600 on a Nimmo just to steal a bag. I, I think it's worth a sprinkle at least. And that ghost fork, it's insane. So I do agree on the chat. Dylan, have you yeah, seen- we got some uh, some player props sold out there. Uh, stolen bases for Nimu, uh, Senga strikeouts, etc. I know I would be proud. Um, I was gonna, uh, yes, uh, I was going to ask Dylan, uh, have you seen what the number has been on his strikeouts for his first two starts? Yeah, eleven and six. His first two starts. No, no. I mean, oh, oh, the the uh, number. Like the, what, so, yeah, so like yesterday, uh, his last start was five and a half, and we got there with six. He kind of okay. cooled down. He struck out six in the first two innings. Kind of cooled down a little, but then we did get over it. And then his first right. outing was four and a half. So he flew over with the eleven. Okay. 
Okay, next up, we go to the Milwaukee Brewers at the San Diego Padres. I am ignoring Serial trying to uh, poke me with a stick in the comments. Um, Freddie Peralta will go for the Brewers and Michael Wacker goes for the Padres. I've got no lines on this. Um, either of you two got anything? No. no. Uh, negative, sir. Why would there be no lines? Because I've had these two pitches in the hutch all day. This Any is thoughts? Pirates, oh, sorry, Padres and... The Brewers. Yeah. I think because they're probably playing tonight. That's why. Okay. That um, would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, two pitches we've started in good form. Freddie Peralta has probably been my favorite pitch of the season so far. Um, he's, he's been great. He's pitched 12 innings, six hits, one earned run. Um, Michael Wacker, one good start at Atlanta. Um, but the other home start was against Colorado. Wasn't great. The Padres' bats are still quiet. They're only hitting 218 against right-handed pitching, uh, and Freddie Peralta's flying. So as much as I'm not really in on the Brewers, um, I love what Peralta's doing. And like I say, that 218 number's a little bit of a worry. So I'll take the Brewers on the money line here. Um, don't know what price they'll be. Um, Dylan, did you make your own lines on, on this? What price can I expect? Yeah, no lines up, but I do have lines. Freddie Peralta and Michael Walk. I made the Padres a minus 125, minus one and a half. I need a plus 150. Brewers plus 125, plus one and a half. I need a minus 150. I set my total at 7.6. Should be a good series, though. You know, both pitchers off to a good start. I think that's why my my numbers came out kind of low on the total. But uh, hopefully we can get an eight, eight and a half. I would take that under the unders four and one for both the Brewers and Padres in their last five games. I think coming back home, the Padres bats wake up a little. But, you know, since we don't have lines, you know, I got to think I would lean under first five or under. But uh, you capper makes a good point. San Diego 10 and one straight up at home when Waka's starting dating back to last season. I think that's why I think made uh, the Padres a favorite. So, Depending on the price, uh, I lean Padres at home and the under. Yeah, that is a good start from UCAP. It worries me a little bit, but uh, TVDBJ is a Brewers fan. is big enough Freddie Peralta as well. So uh, which side of those do, did you come down on, Muna? Um, I really didn't look much into this game, but shout out to my guy UCAP or RC in the chat. Um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, he always puts out great trends for MLB. So make sure you give him a follow uh, on Twitter. Um I mean, I, I really, I'm just going off of what Dylan and you, you just said here, Mal. Um, I think I would look at uh, San Diego at home. I just trust them more in their ballpark versus on the road here. So uh, lean to the Padres. Okay, lean to the Padres from Muna. Um, the penultimate game here is the Chicago Cubs at the LA Dodgers. Um, Justin Steele. Not Jason or whatever I kept calling. It is Justin, Justin yeah. Justin, I'm yeah. getting nailed this. Justin Steele, he's everyone's favorite pitcher now. this year. He listens Sorry? to the pod. He listens to the pod, so you better make sure you say his name right. Oh shit! Uh, hi, Justin. Um, Justin Steele, um, great pitcher. Uh, we'll go for the Chicago Cubs, and Noah Syndergaard goes for the LA Dodgers. The Cubs are plus one fifty-five. Dodgers minus one seventy-five. Total at eight and a half. Um, back to you, Moonaf for. Um, our favorite listener, Justin Steele. Yeah, he's off to a great start. Is Justin Steele uh, 1-0 so far with a .75 ERA. He's only allowed one earned run in 12 innings pitch so far this season. Against the Dodgers in his career, he is 1-1 with a 3.60 ERA. 
Both stars were at Wrigley Field. Uh, he's allowed two earned runs in five innings pitched against the Dodgers. One was in a relief appearance, uh, which was, uh, I believe, last season. He had one start against the Dodgers last season as well. Um, Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Dodgers, 0-1 with a 6.30 ERA. Both of his starts, guys, has come uh, have come against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, one each or one on the road and one that was in Arizona. Now, the start that he had in Arizona, he did get blown up in that start. Um, I think he gave up, I think it was like six or seven earned runs in that in that game. But I, I do trust Noah Syndergaard more at home, but I feel like there is some value here on the Chicago Cubs, especially the way that, way that Justin uh, Steele is pitching so far for the Chicago Cubbies. So I'll take a chance here with the Chicago Cubs, but also do like the under eight and a half in this game. Um, like I mentioned, both these pitchers have been doing pretty well. And I do trust Noah Syndergaard more in Dodger Stadium than I do uh, on the road. So under eight and a half, and then I'll, I'll take a stab here with um, the Cubbies uh, on the road here. And uh, Cody Bellinger returning back to Dodger Stadium as well. Um, I was right there with you, Moonaf, with the Cubs, plus 155. I thought it was a great price. Syndergaard is vulnerable uh, Captain Encino has reminded us to get your stolen base props in because Syndergaard cannot hold a runner. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the Cubs plus 155. Dylan, can you make the team right on the underdog? Oh, I wish I could. Uh, but oh, I take the my. Dodgers here on the run line. I got a plus 135. I see plus 125s out there. So great value. Uh, I was actually willing to lay like a minus 105 with them. You know, all seven wins for the Dodgers have come by two runs or more when they win. They're covering this run line. You know, yeah. I, I just think Syndergaard will have a better outing at home th- than he did his last start on the road. He's normally not a good pitcher on the road anyway. So now that this is Justin's first deal, uh, first start pitching on the road, which does worry me. Bats have woken up lately for the Dodgers, so I think they could get to steal. At plus, mo- at plus money, I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to go on the other side. Oh, dear. Uh, Dylan, you were <laughs> constant letdown to me and Moon Um The final game of the night is the Colorado Rockies at the Seattle Mariners. Austin Gomba goes for the Rockies and Marco Gonzalez for Seattle. Uh, the Rockies plus 150. The Mariners minus 165, total is set at eight. Dylan, round us off um, with the Rockies at the Mariners. Yeah, earlier I was able to grab the Mariners at uh, minus 140. They shot up. I did make them a minus 165 favorite. So we're getting to that price. Uh, maybe you could tie them into a parlay or uh, first five minus a half. But, uh, you know, I tried backing the Rockies a few times last series against the Cardinals, and I just can't do it anymore. They, they've they killed me on the road now where we love to fade the Rockies. Marco Gonzalez, he had a nice bounce back start after a shaky first start at home. Gonzalez, 2-0 in his career versus the Rockies. Austin Gomber is just unbackable right now. I think there's no chance he gets the win. I think he could get smoked. Uh, I thought I got a good price. It is Money is coming in on the Mariners right now. So put him in your parlay or you want to take a shot on the run line plus 128. I think that's good value as well. Okay. Um, Moon, I'll throw this to you. Colorado at Seattle. Yeah, I'll probably just look at the Mariners' run line here. Austin Gomber's just off to a, a rough start um, this season. I know we've talked about backing the some of the pitchers for the Rockies at uh, on the road, but Austin Gomber's not one of those guys. Um, I'll probably look or will look at our Mariners' first five innings run line, full game run line as well. I think you probably get that at a plus price still, but 
I can't get behind Austin Gomber. I do trust Marco Gonzalez more at home as well. So uh, Mariners first five run line and full game run line as well. Yeah, um, I think Marco Gonzalez can build on what he did last time. Uh, he was better. Um, so yeah, but uh, it was the Seattle team total for me actually, just a fade of Austin Gomba. So we're kind of all dancing around the same picks, just just dressing it up in different ways. So yeah, um, Seattle team total for me, and that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has handicapped the fifteen games for tomorrow. Um, I will come across to Dylan first because maybe I won't have made his picks. Uh, Dylan, do you have a lock and a dog for us? A lot of dogs on the slate for me today, but uh, for my lock, uh, let's just continue to ride the raise. Uh, raise on the money line. Let's make it, what, 14, 15, and whatever it is. I think we just got to continue to fade Jose Barrios at home, on the road. It doesn't matter. Drew Rasmussen is much better pitcher for him uh, for the raise. So going to back the raise as my lock. That's my dog. I gave out a lot of plus money today, but you know what? Give me uh, give me the Reds on the money line. Home puppy. I uh, just think there's too much value here against the Phillies, which very inconsistent up and down team. I don't trust Taiwan Walker on the road. Walks a lot of batters, and, you know, he did just lose to this team last week. Let's make it two in a row. Give me the Reds at home. Um. Yeah, I was with you with dogs. I've got five on my slate here. I've got the Nationals. I've got the Royals. I've got the Orioles. Um, I have got the Cubs. But the one I'm going to take is Texas. Uh, Texas on the money line, plus 140. Um, I really got a lot of faith in what Martin Perez is doing. Like I say, Garcia has been a bit wobbly. Uh, so let's um, take Texas on the money line there for my dog. And for my luck... Um, Double lock. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, if it's not broke, oh, don't boy. fix it, Dylan. So I will uh, co-sign your pick and we'll take the Rays here at minus 105. Lock them up, uh, Moonaf. Um, all right. For my lock, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Dylan's Mets. Minus one and a half, minus 115 on the run line. Uh, I'm just fading the hell out of James Caprillion. He just has not been very good. Um, at one, I, I really thought this number would be higher, but uh, it might creep up by the time it comes around game time. But with the Mets offense and how well Kodai Senga has been pitching for the Mets, I'll take the minus one and a half. For my dog, I'm going to fade the Marlins. Uh, give me the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the plus 125 with Madison Bumgarner. He has great numbers against the Marlins uh, in his career, even, even over the last two seasons. I talked about the struggles that the Marlins have against left-handed pitching. I think that continues in this game. And again, this Diamondbacks offense is just completely different than what we've seen over the past uh, several seasons. And they've been able to, you know, Steal bases, run the bases, runs uh, score runs that way by hitting. I think that they can go in there into Miami and get the still the first game here against the um, against the Marlins. So I'll take the Diamondbacks plus one twenty five on the money line. Okay, so Munaf takes the Diamondbacks. Um, that's it. We've done it. Uh, chat was really really busy tonight. Lovely to see all the faces. The names in there. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for that. Moonaf, anything you need to tell the people about before we get going? No, I think uh, I think we've covered everything. Just if you haven't already, subscribe to the MLB Gambling Podcast on YouTube, uh, whether uh, you're watching us live or also subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the pod. And do us a favor, leave us a rating and review if you haven't already. Really do appreciate that. Um, no, we're, we're we're having a pretty good season so far, and our listenership has 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 gone up as well. So, 
um yeah definitely keep them on tuning in with us we usually try to go every day around the same time um but yeah those reviews and ratings are greatly appreciated uh dylan final thoughts yeah be a friend tell a friend everything Moonoff said um and if you do leave a review just don't mind uh malcolm's accent you know we've grown <laughs> to love it everyone loves it here but uh yeah uh gonna have a good night just hopefully nick Ladol gets eight k's for me but yeah yeah, that's fair enough. Um, also, do all of those things that Moonaf said, but do it for the Premier League Gambling Podcast because I recorded that a couple of hours ago and that's got loads of winners in. So if you want a little bit of soccer action, um, go and have a listen to me and Baz throw out some winners. We talked about uh, the dark web and camel tours for about 12 minutes as well. So if you're interested right. in either of those things, that's the place to be. Um, in the meantime, good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll get loads in tonight. We're going to have a little show tomorrow as well. A Friday night lock dog and total and even some fantasy chat, I think, with Blake Meyer. So, and I know Noah's got some stuff planned. So, yeah, if you get a chance, um, it's going to be this time. Um, what, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. my time, whatever. Uh, same time tomorrow anyway uh, with myself, Noah and Blake. Uh, should be some good crack. But until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>